That's what I care about, the money and who's taking it. Welcome to BizBuild Podcast, presented to you by the good folks here at Diamondback Tool Company. I'm the host of the show, Damani, head of sales and media for Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow me at Diamondback underscore Damani, that's D-A-M-A-N-I on Instagram. I'm here, as I will be on every episode, with Connor Crook, CEO of Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow him on Instagram at diamondback.toolbelts. The purpose of BizBuild is to provide listeners an inside track on what it takes to build a business. It is our hope that you can learn from our successes and pitfalls and siphon knowledge from our various expertise so that you can get an edge in the business of building something great. Welcome to the BizBuild Podcast. We're back once again. Thank you so much for tuning in. The listenership has been great. We've got a ton of downloads and streams, but don't forget to go on iTunes and hit us with a five-star rating. That's right, five-star rating, because that's all that's allowed. We won't accept any ratings other than five-star, and leave us a comment or review on that. That helps us build our listenership. Uh, The more ratings that we get, the more people uh, see our podcast available there. So hit us with that five-star rating and give us a comment and review, and don't forget to follow the podcast so you can get updated for new episodes. We're back again with a new episode. I'm calling this, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. And this episode is all about business entities. When starting your own business, you want to make sure that you choose what business entity is correct for you, sole proprietorship, partnership, LLC, and corporation. And it's a good thing that I'm here with Connor Crook, CEO of Diamondback Tool Belts, because he knows all about that and I don't. So starting off, you got that you have that decision that you need to make when you want to start a business. What type of business do you want to register as? And there's advantages and disadvantages of both of all the different kinds of businesses and we'd like to break those down for you today. Uh, Connor has a lot of experience in that as he practiced law for what about 10 years was it? Three years, three years. Thirteen. Oh, <laughs> 13 years. He, he put up three fingers, so I don't know. Um, 13 years, and he did a lot of uh, litigating in the business world. So we're just going to get right into it. We're going to talk about what exactly a sole proprietorship is, and then how does that benefit me or a business owner uh, if I start a, a sole proprietorship, and why would I want to do it? Um. <clears throat> A sole proprietorship, I guess, to, to use your really bad joke earlier, is, is I'm a businessman. It's <laughs> um, sort of the default. If you go out and you start doing business and you start taking people's money to do work, you're a sole proprietorship unless you do something else. So am I automatically that the minute I start accepting people's money? Yeah. I mean, well, a sole proprietorship simply means that you, you are not any other business entity. You are not a limited liability company, a corporation, a partnership, whatever. If you're just one person, sole, proprietorship, owner, you're sole proprietorship. And that differs from a partnership how? Well, for those of you who have either been married or in a relationship over a period of time, you know that things change when you have a partner. Right on. Similarly, in the business world, when you have a partner, again, there are these legal co- legal constructs, a limited liability company, or LLC, as we know, more commonly called. There's LLPs. There's corporations of various stripes. Um, if, if 
if you're just an individual and you don't elect to form this legal entity, then you are a sole proprietorship. If there's one of you, you are a partnership. If there's more than one of you, mm-hmm. just means you're kind of working together. And let me back up to the sole proprietorship real mm-hmm. quick because I just want to make sure I completely understand this. And if I'm just doing business on my own and I'm a sole proprietor, that means myself as an individual, I'm liable for anything that might go wrong, right? And also, any money that brings in is coming to me. So essentially, my name is on the check, right? Right. So the again, it's the default in business entities is that uh, you are not a, a an, an LLC or a corporation. Those are legal constructs, and what that means is that every state um, has certain laws that allow you to create these legal entities that are you know, quote. They, sort of the terms that are legal fictions. Um, if you are working on your own and you have, and you are acting as a sole proprietorship or a partnership, the, the, the issue there is you have two issues that we always look at in business entity formation, and that's liability and taxation. From a liability perspective, if you are simply a sole proprietorship or a partnership, then you as the sole proprietor or you as one of the partners are liable for any damages that are caused. So if something happens, you're on the hook, and theoretically, that person who is harmed by your actions can come after your personal assets if they try to seek a judgment against you. Um, The flip side of that on the taxation perspective is, well, you don't really have to worry about dealing with a separate tax form because if you're your own company, it's your income. You file a one particular form, I think it's a Schedule C on your regular 10, uh, 1040 taxation that says, I made this much money in my own business. Um, from a taxation perspective, and I'm not a tax expert, you, there are certain self-employment taxes that you have to take out of that, and it can change the change your personal taxation to some degree, but it's not a, a legal entity that then has to file its own taxes or is somehow taxed separately than just your personal income tax. And when I'm receiving money and then then going about spending it, I can use any of the money from my business that comes in. I can use that for any of my personal whatever, groceries, clothing, without any sort of uh, repercussions? Sure, it's just your personal income. I mean, you can you can even be a, a, per, a sole proprietorship and file in some states. Um, you can file to to go by a certain name, I could be Connor's Donuts and sell donuts without having a legal entity, and I can get a bank account that says Connor's Donuts, and you can pay me money to Connor's Donuts, and I can go deposit it in that bank account, but I'm still not necessarily a separate legal entity. I just have a doing business as, uh, in, in Virginia, we call them a fault, fictitious name certificate, which just allows me to do business under a different name. I would never buy your donuts because you don't even eat sugar. Um, So moving on to the partnership. Mm -hmm. So now it's myself and another person, Mm -hmm. right? And do I automatically have a partnership when I'm working with another person? Like if in a sole proprietorship, I'm automatically the individual? Or is there certain things that I need to do to set that up? From a liability perspective, it is the default that people acting together in a business enterprise are a partnership. 
and we are then what is called joint and severally liable, which means Damani and Connor have their business and <clears throat> they're putting in the gutters on somebody's house and Damani falls through the window and breaks a $1,000 window. Mm-hmm. Well, because we're a partnership and we haven't formed any other legal entity, now the homeowner has the choice. The homeowner can sue Damani for $1,000, the homeowner can sue Connor for $1,000, or the homeowner can sue both of us for $1,000. And while they cannot double collect and get $2,000, they can collect the $1,000 from each from either of us. And in the forming of a partnership, is there ways to protect one person or the other or you know, ensure that if a person's going to sue us both for $1,000, that you're paying $500 and I'm paying $500? And how would I go about setting that up? Sure. Within a partnership, you can have a partnership agreement. And, you know, some large businesses are run as partnerships. Most law firms are run as partnerships, and they may be doing millions of dollars worth of revenue in a given year. But they can have a partnership agreement that says that we're going to split up the money, you know, Connor bought all the tools before we started this business. So Connor gets, so for the money that comes into the business, 60% of it is going to go to Connor and 40% of it is going to go to Damani because Connor is gradually selling his tools to the business. Therefore, he gets more of the money. I like those numbers. I wish the Diamondback was set up that way. I do too. (laughs) Um, Then we could, then also you could separate set up, um, you could have an indemnification agreement in the partnership agreement. And an indemnification agreement means, hey, if it's actually your fault that we have this problem, Mm -hmm. then you got to cover for me. Or if they only come after me, we're going to end up, I get to come after you for 50% so Mm -hmm. that we we split the liability 50-50. So again, I think we've talked about this in some other uh, episodes when we talk about contracts, a contract is the roadmap. And you, you know, other than selling your children, you can do pretty much anything with a contract. You can lay out the ground rules of this is how the income is going to be uh, distributed. This is how we're going to split liabilities. This is, uh, we're going to use your truck. Mm-hmm. So the, the partnership, before e- either of us actually takes money out of the partnership, we're going to pay for the gas in your truck because that's what we're using. Or, or we can do any of this in an agreement beforehand. What none of the, and that agreement is between you and me. Mm-hmm. That agreement does not affect people in the outside world at all. They can still sue you or me or both of us. As far as paying taxes, we're still paying our own individual taxes based on how much money that the partnership makes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if we want to make an agreement that then has a bearing on how the outside world treats us. Then we have to go towards uh, forming an actual legal entity like a limited liability company or a corporation. I'm a little disappointed right now because the only reason why I have children is to sell them, and you've bursted my bubble. Sorry, it's one of the few th- one of the few things that you cannot contractually do. You're tuned in to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm Damani, and I'm Connor Crook. So a lot of law firms are partnerships, mm-hmm. um, which leads me to believe that a partnership can be more than two people. That's correct. All right. Um, is there a limit to how many people that you can have within a partnership, or is that varied depending on where you are? 
Uh, you can have as many partners as you want. Um, there are varying degrees of a partnership where you can have um, general partners versus limited partners, uh, which would mean um, a limited partner would be someone who has who's more than an employee but not a full-fledged partner. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of law firms are set up this way, so that you have general partners, you have limited partners. Um, uh, some other organizations like... Um, a REIT, which is a real estate investment trust, that might be set up so that there are general partners and limited partners. General partners have more control of the entity, therefore they are the ones who are going to get sued first, so they have more uh, liability uh, versus a limited partner might be, I share in the proceeds, but I'm not actually running the business. Yeah. Um, I'm not, But that makes me different than an employee. Sounds like not, a good place to be in. It depends on what you want. Mm-hmm. Um. So the next step up then is a limited liability company. Right. So when you take advantage of uh, the the law, and I believe every state has uh, a limited liability corporation or a limited liability company statute, what that does is it limits liability. Um, and so if Damani and Connor now form an LLC, and let me first say, there are different rules in some places between a single-member LLC and a multi-member LLC. Okay. A single-member LLC is a distinct entity. So I could be Connor Crook, and I can have Connor Crook LLC mm-hmm. that transacts business. Right. But from for some purposes, including taxation, there's no difference. Right. Whereas if Damani and Connor now have an LLC, then it affects both our liability as well as our taxation. Because from a liability perspective, now Connor and Damani are out conducting business and Damani runs over some child. Why do I keep falling into windows and running over people? Because that's the kind of guy you are. <laughs> so Damani runs over a child in the company car. Uh-huh. Good news is, A, Damani and Connor had insurance and that takes care of most of most things. So. When we're thinking about liability issues, you need to think about how you can protect yourselves by having a, a, a legal entity. You also should, that does not obviate the need to have insurance. Right, an extra layer of protection is always good. Right. Yeah. So let's assume for a moment somehow we did something that's not protected by insurance. Okay. Um, this time, whatever. So there is a an injury caused by Damani or Connor in our business and it's not covered by insurance. So now Radio Mike over there decides to sue us. Mm -hmm. And he says, all right, I'm going to sue Connor. I'm going to sue Damani. Connor's got a nice car. Damani's got a nice house. I'm going after him. Mm -hmm. I'm getting everything. I'm getting everything. Pound of flesh. There are a couple problems that Radio Mike's going to have. First has to do with the fact that both Damani and Connor are married, that's a topic for a different conversation. Ugh, that perish the thought. Well, it actually provides you a layer of protection. Um, depending on, and this is something that really varies Pause. between eastern states and western states. Eastern states uh, were originally settled by the English. Western mm-hmm. states were originally settled by the French and the Spanish. Yeah. And most laws across the United States have become very uniform except property laws. Mm. And there are those in the East and those in the West based on property going all the way back to colonial times. I remember a little bit about the Louisiana Purchase in school. Yeah. Um, So 
here in the East, we have something called tenants by the entirety, which means that my wife and I own everything jointly. And we are actually, Meg and Connor is a different legal entity than Meg or Connor. Just by default? Just by default. Okay. Tenants by the entirety. That's a topic for a different conversation. But, so let's talk about the company. Let's assume that I'm not married and you're not married, or we have our own individual assets. Mm-hmm. So Radio Mike is going to sue Connor and Demonic. Well, Radio Mike's going to come up with a real big problem real fast because Radio Mike's contract was with... Connor and Demonic LLC. Right. Mm -hmm. Or even if it was a tort, meaning an injury not caused out of contract, Mm -hmm. Demonic, when Demonic ran over that kid, Demonic was riding around in the company truck on company time. Mm. Therefore, it is a company act. Mm. Okay? So now he's going to... So then Radio Mike is going to try to sue... The company, well, he's going to try to sue us individually. He's not going to get very far there. So he's going to sue the company. Well, guess what? The company owns. A truck? Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Might own some tools. Yeah. And while as a contractor or a business person, I'd hate to lose my vehicle and my tools, right. it's better than losing my house. Yeah. So what we find and often— And your shirt, for that matter. <laughs> Well, actually, that was a conversation you brought up a minute ago was how, to, how you can spend money that comes into a, a legal entity. But, you know, uh, in, in my life as a litigator, I often would tell people who were trying to sue, uh, maybe it's a, a, a general contractor and they're suing their sub. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, we can go after your sub all day long and your sub's company all day long. But what did you complain about your sub? Well, the guy, you know, he was never on time, and he had beat-up tools, and he was just kind of a slacker. Okay, so you know what his company owns? Nothing. Mm -hmm. We can get a judgment against this guy for $5 million, but guess what? That's not going to do you a bit of good because he doesn't have any money to pay the judgment. 100% of zero is still zero, man. You darn right. Well, I'll garnish his wages. Okay, so you're, no, you're not going to garnish his wages. You're going to garnish the income of the company. And all he's got to do is now go start another company. <laughs> he's no longer Radio Mike LLC. He's Radio Mike 2 LLC. <laughs> right. So f- while from a plaintiff's perspective, fighting against LLCs is very aggravating from the defense perspective and the fact that you are trying to limit your liability, these are a very wise vehicle. It limits the liability of a judge of any contractual claim against the business to the assets of the business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you should remember that from both sides of the equation. When you're dealing with another business, they're probably protecting themselves. I need to protect myself. Let's at least know that going into the th- going into things beforehand. Now, from a taxation perspective, which is always the flip side when you talk about legal entities, from a taxation perspective, this is what I care about: the money and who's taking it. Tune into the next episode of the BizBuild podcast for part two of this conversation. You won't want to miss it. You've just been listening to the BizBuild podcast. I'm your host, Damani. Follow me on Instagram at Diamondback underscore Damani. That's D-A-M-A-N-I. Or follow Connor on Instagram at Diamondback.toolbelt.